BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. Happy Tuesday. I'm Chelsea. And I'm JC. And today we're talking about periods. We're getting into the menstrual cycle. We're getting into vaginas. Yes. Speaking <laughs> we're of vaginas, into. we're getting into them. Speaking of that, how is yours doing? Because you did get a little so procedure, good. which we touched on last week a little bit. Yes. Um, it was good. It's good. It was. I'm like, I no longer am with it. <laughs> no. It's no longer with us. <laughs> it's good. It's not 100% yet. That's for sure. But um, I have an appointment next week to check on it to see if everything's good to go. And I'm really hoping that that's the end of it. Yeah. Um, does but it it's feel, been good. Does it feel good to have that like procedure out of the way and feel like you're yes. on to healing though? 100%. And I've been putting estrogen cream on it. Interesting. In, yeah, very interesting because I guess when you're breastfeeding, your estrogen levels are lower, which makes healing and your immune system lower. Hmm. So yeah, I've been putting that cream on it like every other day. And so I hope that is helping it. Um, I have noticed like a couple improvements. So I don't know how, I mean, we're talking about periods, so I might as well. Like the boys probably aren't going to be listening to, boys probably have already clicked out of this episode. Probably after the first (laughs) millisecond. But I was having um, so much, why is discharge like so awkward to talk about for some reason? I don't, um, I remember our friend Jessica in high school, she'd be like. Not the name dropping, Chelsea, not (laughs) the name dropping. Well, she would always be like, you know, you're good friends with someone if you can talk about discharge with them. True. And I'm like, that's true. So that's how you know we're good friends with you guys, okay? I remember in high school, or at some point, I told my mom, I'm like, I swear it just feels like I wet my pants, like, all the time. My mom's like, it's called discharge. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. I'm like, what is happening? Like, I'll just feel randomly. I'll be yeah. like, excuse me? Like, I did not just pee. I'm yeah. so confused. I know. Not like it was enough to literally be like that. But just, you know, I would feel that it was not dry. Yeah. I'm like, excuse yeah, it's very weird. I ha- was having a lot of discharge, like way more than normal. I had a lot when I was pregnant, which I think is normal, but I was having like to constantly be changing my pants or my underwear. Mm-hmm. And my OB told me, or my midwife told me not to wear underwear to let it breathe. breathe. But then I'm like, okay, so I'm washing my pants constantly. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much never wear underwear. I've told you that though. Well, I, yeah. I wear the um, skims now. I wear like fits everybody, but- yeah. With leggings, you will not catch me dead wearing underwear with leggings. Like, yeah. I hate underwear. The, well, the only reason I will wear, um, I also only, like, wear the skims yeah. now. But also that, sometimes, like, um, that material is not that great sometimes. Really? Mine's so soft. Um, well, it's soft, but it's not. I was reading something basically, like, you should be wearing. My midwife told me to wear no underwear or granny, like, organic cotton granny panties. Huh. So that like, she was like, no thongs. And I was literally wearing like a polyester thong, which is like the skim song because they're so comfortable. Wait, is that the one that's super stretchy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because well, I feel like I um, get UTIs easily. Like yeah. if I, that has helped me. I haven't gotten a UTI in a long time. Really? Because I pretty much just don't wear underwear. Yeah. And no, I, it's, it's I good. think it helps. Like, yeah, it's supposed to help. Sometimes I'll have uh, underwear on and I'm like, I feel a UTI brewing. Like, I just feel like it's too tight down there. Yes. Yeah. See, the only reason I would wear, like, thongs all the time was because I didn't want to be washing my pants all the time. Yeah. I get that. Because I pretty much, like, if I work out in leggings, I pretty much just wash them. Exactly. Yeah. Which is not ideal, but. Yeah. But what's more important, vaginal health or washing your Lulus every once in a while? Exactly. Um, So anyways, I was discharging a ton. 
like I feel like way more than normal uh-huh. or any other people because it would like bleed through my not bleed through but soak through my underwear and my pants mm. and I'm like okay did I pee it's so annoying so annoying so I was she was saying that probably came from the irritation anyways I noticed a slight improvement in that which has been well that's good great I'm sure it'll be life-changing when it's yeah. all said and done speaking of our bonus episode that went up on Friday someone was asking like talking about squeamish and doctors my doctor was a little too comfortable with blood and stuff. She's like, would you like to see what I cut out? And I was like, I had this moment of bravery where I was like, yeah, I would. What, like Chelsea, why would you ever? Because I was just like, it, I know. I was like, I told you, I'm just, I, I think after birth, I just think I can do anything. It turns out I can't because she showed it to me. And Immediately, it was no. like, like the tissue. And I was just like, she was so fascinated. She was like, this was blah, 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 like going into it, showing me like she was, it was the coolest thing she's ever seen. And I literally instantly was like, no, I turned my head. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I stopped talking. <laughs> she's oh. like, sorry, it's really cool to me. I'm like, yeah, not to me. That's how you chose just, the profession you did. Exactly. And which that's is why great. I'm a podcaster. Which is great. Yeah. My sister-in-law. So I was just in Texas um, for a little family reunion for Leif's family. To celebrate the Mavericks winning. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they were literally on the screen. Like everywhere, every restaurant I would go be like, Dallas Mavericks. I'm like, awesome. Put salt in the wounds. Um, but my sister-in-law is a midwife. And so she's super interested in all that stuff. And she is the same where it's like nothing affects her. Like she's yeah. not squeamish at all. She's like so intrigued and interested by all that stuff. She would be like, let me show you this video. And I'd be like, immediately now. Like <laughs> that is terrifying. And she's like, oh, I love it. Like I think yeah. it's so cool. And I'm like, well, again, that's why you're probably so good at doing that is because mm-hmm. it does not affect you at all. You think it's so fascinating. I think it's worse when it's myself though. I, I mm. don't get as squeamish as other people as I do for myself. I get really squeamish about my own blood and my I, own I things. can actually understand that because I do feel like whenever I get blood drawn, I'm, I get very like woozy at the thought. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, it feels weird knowing that it's like blood is being taken out of my body. That just yeah. like does not sit right with me. Yes, I know. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah. yeah, I don't like that shiver either. down my spine. And doing my infertility treatments last summer, I had to get my blood drawn every five seconds. Uh-huh. And they could never find my vein, so they'd poke me like eight times. <sighs> I remember like one of the appointments, I just left and I was like on the verge of tears just because like I was so done, so done with being like stuck by a needle. That's I was just horrible. like, I am so sick of this. And unfortunately- And then none of them worked. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Unfortunately too. And then if you do get pregnant, you still have to get poked all the time. True. You get your blood drawn- I don't know why. I would. I kept being like, are you sure you have to take another blood test? Like, what is the point? I thought I just had to get one. Like, don't you still have my blood? Can't you still test it? Maybe things so changed. women go through a lot. Yes, we do. And actually, ironically enough, when I was in Texas, we were talking about periods. Mm-hmm. And we we're talking about like our first time and stuff with like Leif's uh, sister and his mom and stuff. And I was saying, I'm like, I actually don't remember... <laughs> Starting my period. Shocker. Um, But I think it had to have been at home because it's not like a traumatic thing that Mm. I remember. Yeah. And I've told this before, but I remember I like told my mom I started. I started in high school. Did you? So it was like late in life. Not late, but like some people start when they're literally in like fourth grade, fifth grade. And I started when I was a freshman. So you knew what periods were. Yes. So I wasn't like, I was kind of just waiting for it to come. I was like Mm kind of shocked. I I didn't start it. So I think I was either 14 or 15. And I remember I told my mom, I was like, well, I started my period and she didn't have any pads. She only used tampons and she just, she's like, just learn how to use a tampon right now, yeah. here and now, because I don't have any pads. Like, I don't want to have to go to the store to buy them. She's like, honestly, they're more inconvenient. Just <laughs> yeah. use a tampon. And, Seriously. Because we danced and stuff too. Mm-hmm. She's like, just use it now. So immediately, literally started my period an hour later, like my mom's just like, wow, get it done. And I, um. I remember I don't think I like would let her come in there. So I just did it myself. But like she was telling yeah. me how and stuff. And I was so confused. I'm like, how the heck does this thing work? But I don't have any like super traumatic. I, I remember in high school, like bleeding through my pants once and being like, oh, great. But just like a little bit, not to the mm-hmm. point where. So, like people could see it. Yeah. I'm like, that's what you thought. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Didn't tell me. I'm like, my traumatic pain <laughs> stories is yours. <laughs> no. Everyone is cracking up behind your back and no one said a word. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> We send it to Gilbert Gossip, <laughs> that Twitter account. Um, there was a Twitter account when we were in high school that was like, I think we told this story actually, where they, you'd send an anonymous, just rude stuff, honestly, or tips or 
not tips as like advice, but tips like TMZ kind of tips. Yeah, like you know? we got a tip. Like <laughs> these people are dating or hooking up. This like person that. slept with this person at the party, even though they're dating this person. Yeah. And they would always, they would just post, to- it was just a toxic page. Yeah. Nothing good was coming from the page. My was toxic- it called Gilbert Go- Gossip? Something like that. My toxic trait was I was kind of like sad that I never got talked about because I knew I was, that means I wasn't a big enough deal. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't popular enough. Yeah. People weren't trying to like take you down. Exactly. I'm like, I'm, I thought it was the threat. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. Everyone says nice things about you on it. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm obviously not intimidating. Rad. Uh, Where was I going with that? On, on the... Oh, the Gilbert Gossip yeah. page. Oh, my sister got freaking ripped to shreds on there as well. She was gorgeous. So <laughs> <laughs> she did get have people tearing her down. Yeah. But there was this girl who ran it. And she replied to something. This is bad, guys. Wait, I don't remember you tell it because I don't remember exactly what happened. Basically, she wrote in. So she was running this gossip site or this gossip Twitter account and no one knew who it was. Like it was an anonymous. Yeah, like it was a gossip girl thing. No one knew who was running the actual Twitter. um, But they just say like the meanest stuff. And then she wrote a tweet about herself to like. Make it so it's like, oh, to offset like, oh, obviously that girl's not running it because, you know, why would she ever do that? So she was trying to be smart. And I actually don't even remember who it is. So, which is weird. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I should know who it was. I don't know if she was in our grade. I think she might have been in a different grade. Okay. Because obviously it wasn't memorable, but let's say her name's Haley. I'm just making that up. She's like, Haley did this and did blah, blah, blah. And then she meant to log out of the like the gossip account and go to her own Twitter to reply to it, but she didn't log out. Mm. So she replied to the tweet about her, like, Haley's actually a brat. She she did this. And she replies to that. And she's like, no, I didn't. Like, why would I blah, 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 blah from the, the gossip as account. Gilbert as Gilbert gossip. gossip. So everyone's like, okay, so it's Haley. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. And it was so mortifying for her. Like, yes, so bad. Talk about accidental texts or things like that that's mortifying because the whole school was like okay so you're the one who did that and And you're the one who's ruining our lives yeah and no one thinks you're cool or funny it's like we all just think you're a brat a drama queen so it was bad yeah i don't know why it was like relating that to periods at all i don't think i was but Mm. Do, do you remember your first period like was it traumatic for you um, yes, because I'm on beach trip. Of course it was. Oh, love that. Um, when I think I was in seventh grade, I was, or the summer after seventh grade or something like that. I started literally in the morning as we were going to go to the beach. <sighs> and my mom was like, just kind of, I don't even honestly remember. It wasn't like a core memory for me at all. Hmm. I just remember being in the hotel room and like getting ready and then being like, okay, well, my day's ruined. I'm going to be wearing Sophie shorts all day. Yeah. <laughs> over my swimsuit. Just don't um, feel comfortable also. Because you, when you first start, you don't know like how much it is and if it's going to come out. Like mm-hmm. you're not comfortable in your yeah. own skin. Also, I didn't wear tampons until literally college. I didn't wear tampons all through high school, in junior high. Um, but I also never had a very, f- um, what's it called? Heavy period. Yeah. Heavy or, f- um, frequent. Is that the right word? Like, uh, yeah, not frequent, but I know exactly what you're trying to say. And I can't think of it either. Yeah. Not constant. <laughs> People are regular. Yelling. Yes. Regular. I didn't have a regular period. Uh, it would just come and go whenever I wanted to. Like, yeah, like twice a year. So I would just be like, okay, I hope it doesn't come when I'm on swim, like swimming or literally at my dance recital or something. It's kind of stressful. Yeah. But The one time it did happen, though, I was taking a final on one of the last days of senior year in a class that wasn't mine. I think I had to go to like a different class. Yeah, you have told this. Yeah. And I was literally sitting down taking the. It's weird that I didn't really feel it. And I got up, put my test away in front of the class, walked to the bathroom and my white shorts were soaked, literally soaked. And I'm like, okay, people definitely saw because how could you not see this? And then I had to have my boyfriend at the time. White shorts. Come pick me up from school and I had to go put them on, put on my dance capris. Please, <laughs> please, horrible, uh, horrid. At least it wasn't like my my mom. She started her period before she knew what periods were, so really? she thought she was literally dying. She was like, "Okay." She started when she was super young. I want to say mm-hmm. like fifth grade or something, and she hadn't had the talk yet or something. So she's like, "Oh, okay, I'm bleeding out of my vagina. Interesting. I'm I'm literally dying." And like told her mom, "Mom's like, no, 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 that's your period." She's like, "Cool." Oh my god! When I learned what periods were, 
I was devastated. When my mom told me about periods, I'm just like, I was bawling and my brothers were like, why is she crying? Like, because you don't have to deal with this for the rest of your life. For the rest of forever. I just learned that I had to deal with this forever. Once a month, forever. It's it's actually shocking as a little kid. It that's the real moment of womanhood when you're just like, oh. Yeah. And I think also it's the older I get, the more crazy like menstrual cycles are to me because it's so crazy that you have like a week leading up to your period. A lot of times you get like PMS symptoms or like a few days before you kind of like, oh, I'm starting to feel like I, again, everyone's different, but like maybe I'm starting my period soon. And then you have your period for like five days or a week, whatever. And then maybe you're still like, you know, bleeding here and there Mm -hmm. after that. And then you have another week and then you're ovulated. Like, yeah, it's just constant. It's like you're always on a cycle and it's always affecting your hormones. Yes. It's always affecting your life in some way, which I didn't really realize before I started like tracking ovulation and tracking that and like starting to get more. Yeah. Like knowledgeable about all of that, like the cycles and stuff, because again, with doing fertility stuff, they are like explaining, oh, well, this part of your cycle, you're doing this. So I feel like I learned a lot. First of all, I learned so much about my body and I'm like, I am 27 years old and I did not know any of this, nor did I like focus on it. And that's a huge part of your life. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's the reason. It kind of controls your, your life. It does. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, and I'm not, um, a lot of people study this and are super knowledgeable about like hormones and stuff, which actually we're coming out with a balanced boss course all about like hormones and it will be out. Will it be out when this comes out? It'll, I, it'll be out in like two, a few days. Yeah. Like two days. I think tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, tomorrow. I, it should be. Stay tuned. Yeah. We've been trying to plan the launch of it. But it's actually all about like, like nutrition and stuff for hormones and for your cycle and for fertility and for pregnancy and all that stuff. And it's super, really, really good information and super mm-hmm. interesting to learn all about that. And that was another thing. Like when I read that, I was like, Wow. It's in a way you can look at it as negative because it's so annoying that we have like this thing that controls our life, but it's also, you can lean into it. Yeah. You can lean into it. And something that I started doing, um, a while ago is like now when I'm on my period, I'll eat more warming foods and I'll do less intense work, like exercises and workouts. Mm -hmm. And it's just like almost this nice break, like once a month where I'm like, I feel like I'm really taking care of myself. It feels really nice and good to not be like pushing into overdrive when my body just kind of has naturally less Mm -hmm. energy and wants that and craves that. Anyway, I think it's an interesting thing that we can like, yeah, lean into and kind of think of in a positive way because it's just life. Yeah. It goes along with like your feminine energy Mm -hmm. and it's not even necessarily like gender, but it's more of like the, what is it? I, I saw TikTok talking about this. It's like, yeah, I guess just the energy of it. You can really lean into, into your feminine energy at different points and yeah, fem- use it to your advantage. Your feminine hormones. and masculine energy is not male and female energy. Yeah, exactly. It's just different types of energy. I would love to like do a deep dive into yes, that too. because it's so I, interesting. I think it's so interesting. I, I learned a little bit about it when I was taking my birth course because it was talking about how in birth, it's like the epitome of feminine and masculine energy when you have like a male partner with you giving birth like your you know your husband or your boyfriend if you're giving birth as a female and you're like okay um you're 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 like okay you're, like, you're not okay, like that we're having this baby okay <laughs> um she was talking about how in birth you're the epitome of feminine energy because you're like what did she compare it to like a river or something something flowing where it's like highs and lows and you know hardships and you're getting up, you're moving, you're kind of dancing, you're you're really leaning into like that kind of energy. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, you're leaning on your, you know, I was leaning on Nick who was having, who's like a tree. That's like masculine energy where it's mm-hmm. like, they're just kind of strong, a tree. Mm-hmm. And you can like lean into each other and it helps the process. I don't know. It was just very interesting to look at it in that way where again, it doesn't necessarily have to be boy and girl. It's just more of the energies energies. of yin and yang kind of helping each other. Because it's interesting. I think, again, I'm not knowledgeable enough to like speak on this fully. I would have to research more. But I feel like personally, I have like a lot of masculine energy just Mm -hmm. based off of, well, I think I do. I don't know, I guess for certain, but I feel like, not all of my, I mean, I I think everyone kind of has a mix. Yeah. Um, but I think like at times I have more masculine energy, but also 
I've like heard a little bit about, have you heard of like wounded? Have you ever wounded, uh, what is it? Wounded feminine energy or maybe vice versa. But it's basically like when as a woman, you feel like you need to be this like tough, like, I don't know, person who shows up very masculine. But yeah. um, then sometimes when people like, but you can heal yourself yeah. by leaning into like the soft part. Yeah. Into like your femininity mm. and kind of, again, I don't know enough. I, I keep saying that because I think it's something that people study very deeply. So yeah. I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense, but just from like little TikToks and little things I've seen, it's basically, yeah. Like if sometimes you feel like you have to be this tough yeah, yeah, woman yeah. and like provide or something, mm-hmm. but if you sometimes lean into like your more feminine energy, then you learn how to also have like a more nourish, nur- nurturing. nurturing. Yeah. Nourishing. Yeah. And nourishing probably. I have seen TikToks about that. It's like, as soon as I, I actually saw one last night, it was like, I, um, as soon as I started leaning into my feminine energy, I started like healing myself more. Yeah. Probably because that same thing that you're just talking about where it's like, yeah, I started to be okay to be soft and to be, you know, all these things that I thought were bad. Yeah. And I think it's not bad or good to have, you know, whatever energy is stronger for you. I don't think it's like, that's no, a bad thing. Abby I think it's just everyone's different. Because she studied this in yoga school, I think. She uh-huh. was telling me that you have the same amount of masculine and feminine energy inside of you. It's whatever one you lean into or something like Interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah. So I think people who have more masculine energy don't have more inside of them. They lean into it more. Okay. Well, if anyone is like yeah. an expert on this or if you know of any like material to read, I would be yes. very interested in reading that and like doing an episode on yeah. that because I think that's super interesting. So if you guys, if you like are listening and you're like, oh yes, you need to read this or mm-hmm. watch this or something, please send it to the podcast Instagram. Like just yeah. DM it to us. I would love to hear that. I do feel like both of us lean into our masculine energy more, but I do feel like, I feel like that's more of our default is like masculine a little bit more because we both are always like, oh, we're so independent, strong and whatever. But I do feel like in my life when I do lean into feminine energy and I'm okay with that and I don't look at it as like a weakness, I Mm -hmm. think, you know what? I think maybe sometimes too, we see we're so hard on other women when they are what we perceive as weak Mm -hmm. that we hate that in ourselves as well. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm looking up. That's true. I think. Sorry. I'm just looking up what it is because I'm like, I'm associating masculine with like tough and I'm associating feminine with soft, but I don't know if that's. Yeah. Yeah. True. Okay. We're just literally. I'm guessing. So it says Matt, this is a random thing. I just Googled masculine energy is characterized by doing and achieving and is molded by logic and reason. And the feminine is more intuitive oriented towards receiving and allowing. And it's characterized by mm. being. So masculine is doing and feminine is being. Interesting. And then it says when these energies are balanced, we experience a greater sense of harmony and fulfillment. Love that. Okay. Okay. So it says like feminine energy is like receiving and having an intuitive mind, um, allowing things, being empathetic and creative and vulnerable. Oh, but the imbalance can be you're like manipulative or needy or oversensitive or codependent. If, like, you mean the feminine side of it? Yes. Oh, that makes sense. So then masculine energy is the doing mode. It says, like, you're giving. You have a logical mind. You're giving instead of receiving. Focused, planning, confident, goal-oriented, driven. And then the imbalance can be, like, aggressive, controlling, competitive. Interesting. Yeah. I'm like, yep, I'm that one. <laughs> First of all, I could stand a little more balance in yeah. that area. I have noticed this is literally clicking for me right now. I feel like I've been having this war in my mind where I've been having this, especially since having case like this pull towards just letting my feminine energy just like go. Flow. F- yeah, flow. And I feel like that's what I've been. I've kind of been figuring out like, what am I like needing right now? Almost like something ain't, something right. ain't balanced. Yeah. And I think it's like, I don't want to be the masculine energy right now. Or that's maybe not the right word. I don't want to like give that as much lean into it as much. Exactly. Yeah. And I think so it kind of frustrates me when I am being really controlling or when I am. I mean, I know that's a bad part of the or an imbalanced part, but I've noticed I feel like I'm having more of a draw to being more feminine. And that would that's my body's way of telling me it's going to heal me. Yeah, I think like, yeah, no. Well, I think everyone's like, yeah, right. I'm logging out now. (laughs) 
No. I just getting just, so deep. We have no knowledge on this subject. Not an ounce. Literally Googling it as we speak. It's just so interesting. I'm like, I'm a feminine coach. So I'm a feminine energy coach. Let me tell you. Um, that would be amazing. We should go. We should go. No, I think we should go we should where? Go. <laughs> we should leave. I think we should leave. No, I was saying we should go to a feminine energy coach if they have those. That's awesome. Yeah, that would be interesting. No, I think what you're saying is like everyone needs a balance of the two. Mm-hmm. So if you are, because like I'm thinking as I'm reading that, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I'm masculine only. I am um, a man. I am literally I was about to say that. Like <laughs> I am a man. So I think in that in that way, for me, I would probably need to lean more into feminine energy because I'm pulled to, you know, I'm probably 75% yeah, to bring more balance to your life. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, thank you yes. for articulating that. Yes. That's what I was trying to say, but you said it much more concise and better. I think it's like anything else. It's Oh, Chelsea, we're getting into wounded. Wounded. Tell us about the wounded. wounded. Okay. We've tried to do this episode 20 times. Just change the title. No more period stories. <laughs> we'll make this episode long for you guys. No, I think we need to do this in a well, okay. All because I'm Well, now you can't leave it hanging. Okay. Yeah. So it says like wounded masculine is like fear of failure, needs to be right, aggressive, critical and judgmental, selfish, defending himself, attacking, attachment to success. And then like healthy. Why does it keep doing this? This is really bothering me. Are you on a, like a book right now? I don't know what I'm doing. Healthy masculine is like being present without being distracted, non-judgmental, committed and powerful, focus and discipline, grounded, um, honest, logical, whatever. And then wounded feminine is looking for external validation, being insecure, manipulative, stuck in victimhood, desperate for love, overshares her emotions and has no boundaries. Mm. Us on this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then healthy feminine is like strong and has boundaries, loving and supportive, vulnerable, compassionate and authentic, receptive and confident in her body, intuitive, creative, blah, blah, blah. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. This is very interesting stuff. Yeah. I would love to know a book to like get, you know, balance out your masculine and feminine energy. Yeah. I'm so interested in this. And you also bring in like relationships as well, Mm -hmm. balancing, you know, their masculine and feminine energy. Yeah, because I could see if your husband has more masculine energy and so do you, I could see that also being an issue mm-hmm. because it's like too much masculine yeah. energy. Yeah. And not balanced enough. Maybe. Yes, for sure. Or vice versa. If you both have more feminine energy, that mm-hmm. could also be like just hard. Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey, one of our favorite sponsors because it is just a win-win-win situation. It's so easy to download, saves you money. It's great. So Chelsea and I are big online shoppers. I have been in an online shopping mood lately, and I think it's because summer's coming up. So I've been buying some new swimsuits, some new accessories, stuff like that. And Honey has been my best friend. Manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. It supports over 30,000 stores online, ranging from tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Honey has saved me a lot of money on a lot of different purchases. And I've told you guys a lot about how it saved me money on furniture. My bed specifically saved me like hundreds of dollars, which is crazy. And lots of clothing items, lots of jewelry and random stuff like that. So we love that. So this is how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you go to check out, the Honey button will drop down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons that it can find for that website. And then if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. I did this to get my TV as well, which is just, you know, a good way to justify a big purchase. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. It's literally free and it installs in just a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and you'll be supporting this podcast. We would never recommend something that we don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash what we said. That's joinhoney.com slash what we said. Go check it out. You guys, this is a PSA. Father's Day is just around the corner. Don't forget your don't forget about your good old dad, okay? And if you're still stumped on the perfect gift for dad, the kind that feels like it was made just for him, Macy's has got you covered. They have gifts for every budget and every type of dad at macy's.com/giftfinder so you can feel as good about the present as dad does. 
Um, maybe your dad likes to brew a pot of coffee every morning without fail. So you can give him a mug to add to his ritual for under $25. If dad is the type to maybe care about the roast origins and grind of his coffee, you can help him prepare his perfect cup with an espresso maker from Breville. You know, you can get as fancy or as cost efficient as you want to be on Macy's.com slash gift finder. You can make get, getting ready a treat for your dad with a fragrance set from Ralph Lauren Polo or YSL. That's actually one of Leif's favorite colognes is from YSL. Um, also, I'm on the gift finder right now on their site and they have this like neck massager with heat, which mm. I feel like every dad would love a massager. Okay. And they also have just like rain jackets and fragrances and little tech things like a little wireless charger, workout shorts, watches, like everything you could want. Or, you know, you can find some more affordable pieces as well. They have like a whole section for $25 and under, which we love. And I feel like dads don't go out and buy themselves, you know, cute clothes all the time or things that they need. They I don't know why they do that, but they skimp on themselves. So Father's Day is a perfect, you know, little occasion to celebrate them, get them slippers that they wouldn't buy for themselves, a new tie, you know, all that fun stuff. I also feel like finding a gift for your dad is always really hard. So this makes it easy. Macy's made it very easy for all of us, which we really appreciate. So if you want to pick up a gift now or you need some more inspo, head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder to make your dad feel like you're number one this Father's Day. He will really appreciate it. Macy's.com slash gift finder. Um, should we get back to the stories? What yes. are we talking about? Yes, yes, yes. Let's get back to reading your period stories. These are like your most embarrassing period moments. I don't even want to use the word embarrassing to and also period in the same sentence because there's nothing embarrassing. There's nothing embarrassing. We have to deal with so much. And the last thing we're gonna do is be embarrassed about a natural thing that happens. Okay. But these True. are um just period stories. Mm-hmm. My mom got her first period on a backpacking summer camp trip with no yeah. toilet or supplies. Okay, that was my Honestly, just go out into the wilderness and spend the four days there. Just free bleed. Just free bleed. Lay in the forest, girl. You know what I want to do? Lay in the bath and bleed. Oh. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I mean, sure. Have you heard people will do that on their period? They say it's like… Oh, um, like just a free bleed? I thought yeah. you don't bleed in the water. Well, basically just like take your, like don't have a tampon and just like lay in the warm water mm-hmm. and just, because apparently tampons like make your cramps worse. And yeah, crap like that. I have heard that. Anyway, whatever. No, it's, I was reading on, on Instagram, her Instagram handle is um, at style fit fatty. And she was just posting all these stories about laying out naked in the sun and putting like literally spreading your legs oh, open. Oh, literally your butthole it, in the sun? Yes. Yes, it's called butthole sunning. Oh, wow. What a creative name. <laughs> well, it's called, su- or maybe it's just called sunning. Yeah. You literally put your bum. Yes. In the air. Like doggy do style. Like you're like, put yeah. your legs like that. And then you just let the sun hit it. And people are like, literally it energizes you more than anything ever will. That's what I've been, that's what they've been saying. And I'm like, I have nowhere to do it. It's like actually driving me crazy. <laughs> I don't Please. Know to do it. Not me in my backyard with this, my neighbor right here looks <laughs> like, down. We need to go do it somewhere. Because I want to, I have nowhere to do that. Yeah. True. And it can't be like through a window. It has to be like direct sunlight. Have you, this is weird, but have you ever been at the beach and you're like suntanning and your legs are open and the sun even hits like your area through through your swimsuit and it feels like so good? No, I don't think I <laughs> like the sun felt, the I can't sun think on, of that emotion or The that reason feeling. I was thinking about like how good that would feel is because I remember whenever I'm like at the beach and I'm like just my, you know, as you do with your legs open. <laughs> And your swimsuit's pretty thin. I rem- I remember multiple times thinking like, dang, the sun on like my private feels so good. <laughs> Not your kink. <laughs> Just goes to the beach. <laughs> Just spread eagle. Literally be with my legs wide open. Honestly, love that. <gasps> Honestly, I have, a, I, I, that's probably why I us needed to get that procedure. Our, us leaning into our feminine energy <laughs> on the beach. Us spread eagle. <laughs> Let's go to Black's Beach. It's a beach in San Diego. They can be nude. No, I will say when I went to a nude beach in, or a, sorry, not a nude beach, just a beach in yeah. Australia, in Sydney, people are doing literally that. everyone was naked or had their shirts off. And it was very eye opening because I realized that it's, they're literally front, you know, in a group of friends, guys and girls, like in their 20s, and all the girls have their tops off completely, like really just bare naked. And they're like playing sports and doing stuff. And it, it's oh, actually, that doesn't sound comfortable to me. Well, but it's crazy like, because I have huge knockers. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a difference. So, um, but it is eye-opening because you realize that America just over-sexualizes yeah. 
women specifically and like and it's not a big deal there like women will be straight up topless and no one cares it's not like a weird thing or like look it's Mm -hmm. just completely normal women will breastfeed their baby in public doesn't matter at all like yeah it's it's in america that it's weird yeah i think we talked about that in our modesty episode forever ago but it's just interesting how where you are in the world is it changes things yeah as far as that goes i know i always feel even with breastfeeding like i don't care about taking you know whipping it out in front of people but I always feel like other people care so I always feel like it's more polite to cover up when in reality I don't know if that's true it's like who cares it's just like your boob and it's like nothing actual weird about it yeah it's like it's actually one of the most natural things that you could do yeah exactly period but for some reason it's like programmed in you to feel like it's well me yeah okay Wow, we got through one story. What was that? The whole thing? Okay. Yeah. That sucks very bad. Love you guys in the podcast. This isn't much of a story, but I got my first period in seventh grade skiing with my dad in white snow pants. No. Standing in line for the lift and it was everywhere. <sighs> oh, that's horrible. That's heiny. That is a core memory for sure. Yes. 100%. Unfortunately. Also, tell me why I wore these white pants to my procedure with no underwear. Please. She's like, I have a pad for you because like, I didn't even think I would be bleeding, but I was like full on bleeding afterwards. And I'm like, <laughs> I just brought those pants in the underwear. She's like, yeah, I can't help you. I'm like, cool. So good thing I didn't see anybody. But anyways, stop talking about yourself. Josie. <laughs> anyways, can't other people's stories. <laughs> yeah, literally. No, I'm okay. kidding. Not a crazy story, but I got my first period at Bible camp. And the nurse told me to never use tampons because they were sinful and I'd I... no longer be pure. I'm very no. sorry. That's going to be a no for me. Sinful. When she was onto something, though, because they give your worst cramps. Sinful. <laughs> That's next I'd level. I'd no longer be pure. Hi, girlies. Love you. I once played an entire high school volleyball game with a photographer there <gasps> to take professional pictures. And when I saw the photos afterwards, there was period blood all between my legs, no. on my thighs, coming out of my tiny short spandex mortified and I had no idea in the moment everyone watching the game of course saw it too no one told you come on get rid of everyone in your your team no one has the no one that's bad on their part they should be telling you you shouldn't be embarrassed you should be embarrassed for them if I saw a girl with well that's like I guess hard because she's playing in the game but I'm saying in public, if you see a girl yeah. with like anything, like she bled through her pants, has toilet paper stuck to her shoe, her shirt is whatever. Just tell them. Yeah. Lean into your feminine energy and tell them. Yes. I remember I was like 13 and I walked past my brother with a slight crinkly sound coming from me. Sorry. <laughs> because of her pad. Okay. In the living room. And he was like, ew, are you wearing a diaper? <laughs> my older sister responded for me in a snobby Valley Girl tone. It's called a super maxi pad, Cody. <laughs> There's nothing worse than the sound of a pad. The crinkle. (laughs) You literally feel like you're wearing a diaper. You do. When I first got my period in middle school, it was on Halloween. Spooky. I was dressed as a pirate for school. And since it was my first time, I didn't know what to do and just left the blood on my skirt. And if someone noticed, I was just going to say it was part of my Halloween (gasps) costume. So gross to think about. But what does a seventh grader do? Love you girls so much. I'm screaming. Honestly, creative. Yeah, very creative. I love that. My, I, my sister-in-law was actually saying she started on Halloween. Really? Yeah. The blood's flowing. Yeah. Full moon. That's right. I teach fitness classes, and one day I was wearing shorts while teaching. I was on my period and had a tampon in. I didn't realize the tampon string was hanging out and people could see it. That's my worst fear. Oh, absolutely The not. worst part was someone thought it was a random string on me. No, and please. tried to pull it out. <laughs> and then she was realized she was pulling on my tampon. I will never wear shorts on my period again. How long is the tampon string? My How gosh, short are your shorts? How short are your shorts? Shames her. <laughs> like, like, you're a skank. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's my worst nightmare, especially when you're swimming, like at the beach and wearing a tampon. I constantly am checking to make sure the strings. Yeah. Still. You got to secure that baby. Yeah. This happened to my sister last year when she got her first period, but my family was on an international flight to Brazil when she got it. And my mom went ahead and asked a ton of women if they had a pad or a tampon or anything. No one did, but what? some. But some mom let them have a diaper. So my mom... 
<laughs> so my sister literally sat in a bloody diaper for the rest <gasps> of the eight hour flight. Not a diaper. That is so like dehumanizing, like just demoralizing. Aww. That reminds me of a story about me. Um, <laughs> that I, reminds me of me. I, I've said this before too, but I got a UTI, a bad UTI when um, I was in Hawaii with my family. Yeah. And we were running late for a flight. And I was like, I, you know, when UTIs are bad, you- This make me hurt. You can't go more than one minute without having to go into yeah. the bathroom because it, the urgency is so bad. You feel like you're in a pee your pants. <laughs> and then when you go sit on the toilet, literally one drop it comes out uh, and, it's, and it feels like fire. Yes. And this, it was truly one of the worst. Really? No, no. Okay. (laughs) It was truly one of the worst UTIs I'd ever had. And we were on our way to the airport and just on the, like, um, on the car ride over, I literally made my parents stop. And they're like, JC, we're in a hurry. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to pee my pants. Yeah. And then I peed and it was so burning. Like, it was burning so bad. I'm like, oh no, I have like UTI. And this was before I got them a lot. Like, I started to then get them more. So I wasn't super familiar. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Um, what's happening? But I'm like, cool. Gonna get on a flight right now for five hours and have to actually go to the bathroom every five seconds. Like, what am I supposed to do? And so we were waiting in the security line, literally in the security line. I had to leave because I had to go to the bathroom again. And basically my mom asked this um, lady that literally worked or she was like, I'm so sorry, but like my daughter is coming right back. She just like is having a UTI. So she had to go to the bathroom. And the lady that literally worked in the security department was like, oh my gosh, like I get really bad UTIs and I have like medication medication for them. Um, She's like, does she want me to like go back to my whatever, like locker and get get it for her? Which I feel like is probably so illegal like that she did that. But my mom was like, that would be amazing. So she literally went back. Women helping women. Yes, like stopped her shift, went back to get me these little pills and I took them and it literally like stopped the urgency oh. within 30 minutes. And I went through the flight and was like totally fine. And I was like, wow. Your guardian angel. Literally. Um, that would be horrible. But I was so terrified to go on that flight because now I feel like I know how to deal with UTIs better. Um, my number one tip, there's there's products out there like even Eucora yeah. and those little, just little red tiny pills you get at like mm-hmm. CVS. Honestly, work wonders. Even though they you, turn your pee orange. Yes, they turn it literally like it looks like Gatorade. Yeah. It's super orange, but it does stop the the urgency and yes. the burning, which yeah. is the absolute worst part of a UTI. But don't go too long without going to the doctor. No, because it can turn into a kidney infection. And I have that. <laughs> I don't have that. I had that. Like my white blood cell count was like so low. I oh, waited shit. too long. He's like, why didn't you come in earlier? I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just yeah, you go don't, away. You don't want to wait. But I'm just saying if you're in a bind and you're like yeah. dying. But um, I got another UTI a little bit later and like once I was already married and stuff. And what I learned, and this might not work for everyone, but it works for me, literally chug two water bottles within the span of like five minutes. Mm. And I swear it like flushes everything out for me. I don't know if that's the correct like medical thing to do, but I was on a trip again, got a bad UTI. I feel like it's when I'm wearing a swimsuit a lot, when I'm in the water, stuff like that. So I was in Bali. I was like dying of a UTI. And I asked on Instagram if anyone had any tips. And a lot of girls were like, literally chug like Mm -hmm. two big water bottles. And I did that. And within, like I peed a ton. I swear I was like fine for the rest of the trip. It was crazy. That is crazy. I just maybe dehydrated. I don't know. Also, I I need to say this now because I get asked, ask this all the time on Instagram when girls are in a bind they'll t- they'll DM me and be like you mentioned this item on a podcast one time about UTIs and I have a UTI and I always try and respond right away because UTIs are horrible but it's yes. called UT answer I made JC chug it one time I don't even think you took the full dose but it's, it's disgusting repulsive. it is disgusting but it will literally help so much it's like syrupy nastiness you can get it from Amazon or you can just get it from Sprouts. I suggest if you're a woman buying it now in case you ever get one so that you don't have to go out and buy it when it happens. But I swear nothing works better than that. I swear it gets rid of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can confirm it is yeah. absolutely repulsive, but <laughs> you'll do what you have to when you have a UTI exactly. 100%. Okay, it's your turn. Hi, girls. Love you all. When I first got my period when I was around 12, I did not know how to use a tampon. I was at Disneyland for vacation and was about to go to the hotel pool. I was on my period and took a free tampon from the bathroom and put it in my swimsuit like it was a pad. Oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, that sounds painful. I was swimming around my cousins for a while and all of a sudden I saw a tampon floating in the (gasps) pool. I tried to grab it and run out of the pool as fast as I could and I just hid it in a bush. Oh, no, no, no. Not just setting it in your underwear (laughs) like a hot dog. 
and, and hoping it'll help. Oh, hot dog in a bun. And then jumping in the pool, please. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Not a story, but when I was in high school, I used to get the worst. Oh. <laughs> Wait, then what is it? Yeah. It continues to tell a story. Maybe it's a tip. Okay. I used to get the worst cramps to the point where I would have to stay home from school for two days because I would be throwing up. My boyfriend at the time every month would say, I just don't think it can be that bad. You have to be exaggerating. We love men. They were indeed that bad, but thank God for growth into a healthier lifestyle. Love you guys and the pod. That was a little bit of a story, but um, yeah, guys don't understand. Uh, Absolutely not. They will never. Also, I feel like it's important to say like people which... I should not be speaking on this because I actually have extremely bad periods and period cramps, but I hear it time and time again. It's like your periods should not be debilitating you. Like it really, I don't think it's normal to like have such bad period cramps where you can't like do anything or like you're throwing up, which I've actually been there before too. But I, I think because I live a somewhat healthier lifestyle now than I did like I think my periods have gotten better than they used to be in high school Mm -hmm. and stuff, but I still get very bad cramps. And sometimes I'm like, there's got to be like something weird because of how like it was the mold in your base severe. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks mom and dad. (laughs) Um, Yeah. When it scarred me for life. But I do feel like it's weird though, because I was talking about on my podcast or my podcast. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) Like I did start my own podcast. What I said (laughs) on my YouTube channel, I was saying how I only ever get acne on my chin. And how sometimes it's on my jawline, not a ton though, just like mostly on my chin, just will not stop. My chin seems to be a problem area for many things in life. Um, <laughs> that's why you're a chin influencer. Exactly. But everyone's always like, oh, that's hormonal. It's hormonal. And then I got a hormone test done and they're like, it, you're, everything's super balanced. I'm like, awesome. Has the yeah. worst like cramps and my chin's always working out. So I was thinking recently, I was like, maybe I should get like a, another blood test done at like a something doctor that can do like hormone tests and also like food sensitivity tests. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Literally makes this whole episode about me. I'm like, and then I also <laughs> struggle with this. Maybe I should do this. I'm like, should I cut out gluten? Um, <laughs> Let no. me know in the comments. Yeah, I know. It's it's very hard to um, figure out the cause of like all of these. Little I don't ailments. know. There's just so much like that can go wrong. I feel like. And then sometimes I'm like, am I just being too critical? I'm very healthy and act like Day to day, I'm not dealing with something that's extremely debilitating. It's just certain things I'm like, this is kind of annoying. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? I'll take you guys along on my journey, probably on YouTube if I do that. Yeah. I will say my periods got so much better when I cut out dairy. They were a million times better. And Mm -hmm. then when I eat a lot of processed sugar... They're bad. Yeah. Uh, that actually is true. Whenever I'm on my period and I eat a lot of processed sugar, I swear my cramps like yeah. get worse and worse the more sugar I eat. So when I'm not eating, and I'm not saying all dairy, I'm sure there's like really high quality dairy that doesn't affect it. And it depends on the person. I'm not saying yeah. everyone needs to go vegan or anything like that. I'm just saying for me personally, when I cut out dairy and I also was like eating less sugar, my periods were a freaking breeze. Like they were mm. just like, oh yeah, I hardly even notice. Yeah. That's really nice. Okay. To keep it short and sweet, the first time I tried to use a tampon, I passed out. I had braces at the time, and there's still a chunk missing from my childhood bathroom, molding from hitting my braces against the wall as I lost consciousness. Oh. My mom ran upstairs to see what the loud thud was, and I had to explain it with my body hitting the floor from trying to use a tampon. There was molding stuck to my braces that I had to pick out. Stop. It took me two years to ever try to use a tampon again, lol. I wonder if you passed out from just like the thought of it, or was it super painful or something? Yeah. Sheesh. I could see those either. are some strong braces. Just I thought her tooth was going to get yeah. like, chipped out or Same. something. In high school, I was on the swim team and got my period during practice. Oh. Of course, since I was in the water, I didn't realize this until I got out of the pool and was in line to practice diving. Mm. It was, oh, the pool's bad because like your legs are wet. So all the blood like, ugh. it was then that one of my friends pointed to a puddle of blood on the ground below me. I was mortified. So I pretended I cut my foot on the pool lines that that separate the lanes and told my coach I need to leave practice because I was injured. I'm screaming. They're like, let me see the cut. You're like, no, no, no. No, I got to go because you're (laughs) so actually on purpose to like make it real. Oh my gosh, gosh. That's horrible. That's bad. My fiance's dad found my diva cup in my bag and asked if it was a flexible shot glass. Bye. Immediately. No. Ew, he touched it. 
He's like, what's this? Puts his mouth on yeah. it. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Okay. Hi, Vapid Valley girlies. Obsessed with y'all in the pod. In eighth grade, I bled through my pants so badly that one of my guy classmates came up to me in the hallway and said, hey, I think you sat in ketchup. Goodbye. I immediately ran to the nurse's office, notified, mortified, sorry, and had to change into pants from the lost and found. Oh, oh, my worst nightmare. <laughs> I'm 29 and still think about this monthly. Love that for me. TBH, super thankful f- to the guy for letting me know in a way that wasn't too embarrassing and for saying it quietly. Ketchup king. Oh, do you think he was I was going to say, nice. I wonder if he was just saying that not to embarrass her. Mm, this, is me, like, this is giving me inspo for parents. <laughs> Bye. Literally, it treats it as a Pinterest board. <laughs> I'm like, this is giving me info for my parenting aesthetic. <laughs> no, but I'm like, I just hope Case is that guy that's just like super sweet and, you know, knows yes. knows what's up. For also, sure. like she's like, I'm 29 still thinking about this monthly. You know what embarrassing things happen in your childhood and your parents are like, no one will remember. Yeah. You will not remember. I remember very vividly. A lot of your embarrassing farting moments. in sixth grade. Like <laughs> I re- still remember that mom. It's ingrained into my mind. I remember what I was wearing. I remember what my crush was wearing. Like, I will never forget that. <laughs> That's so funny. It's part, you probably remember more because she said that. Yeah. Maybe. You made a point it's true. to remember it. Okay. This is my last story. Hi, besties. So years ago, after a few mimosas at brunch, I completely forgot I had a tampon in. I ended up hooking up with the guy I was seeing at the time and realized a few hours later that I never took my tampon out. The guy I was seeing ended up having to put on a camping headlamp and use kitchen tongs (gasps) to help me get it out. LOL. He also wow, works. King. He also works at a hospital, so he put on scrubs to do this. I'm, Most embarrassing story ever. P.S. I know this is insane, but I'm near. I'm now married to this guy's brother. <gasps> Love you, boy. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> okay, wait. What? You're married to his brother? Your brother-in-law performed that on you? That procedure? He literally had to go into you as if he was your OBGYN. Wow. Wait, that is she is saying like they hooked up and level. the tampon like was really shoved Yeah, like up shoved there? up there. And then oh. now she's married to the guy's brother. I thought she was going to say he, she was married to him. I was like, okay, cute. No, that's, that's horrible. crazy. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> like you have that experience with your brother-in-law. You have that bonding moment with your brother-in-law. Yeah, I thought it was weird when people let their brother-in-law see their birth. Hmm. That's a whole nother level. Now birth doesn't seem weird. Would you be comfortable with your brother-in-law being in there for your birth? Um, In the moment, yes. Before and after, no. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, even when I filmed my... So Leif wasn't in there. But when I I was filming my sister-in-law... Well, actually, for the second one, Leif was kind of there. But anyway, whatever. Because Leif is better at video than me. Yeah. And so we were like... like, Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Um, So we were going to do her birth video. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, I'm assuming she's not going to, like, want you in there. But then when the time came, she was like, I don't care. Like, yeah. he can be in here. And I was like, okay. Like, yeah. he, was, he wasn't. He was But, um, like, for the video that we did, he was there afterwards a little bit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was just thinking, like, from kind of everything I hear from women that give birth, like, in the moment, there's like, I don't give a crap. Yeah. Like, who sees me? What I'm doing? Like, whatever. I'm just yeah. in this moment and I can't think about anything else. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was like spread eagle. There was like a male nurse that kind of came in. He was going to um, deflate the pool that I was using. And he came in. He was like, oh, sorry. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Come on in. Deflate it. Like, yeah. make yourself at home. Yeah. That's crazy. That's the last thing I'm worried about. Okay, this is my last story. This is not my story, but I watched it. We were playing a basketball game at home and everything was normal until it wasn't. All of a sudden... There was a used maxi pad at half court and none of the girls were claiming it. I mean, I don't blame them. So the refs came to the agreement that since we were the home team, our male coach had to go get it off the court and dispose of it. To this day, I still have mad respect for my coach, but it was the grossest and funniest moment ever. Oh, no. Like the girl whose maxi pad it is, you're just like mortified. Please tell me no one knows or saw it fall out. Okay. Speaking of a used pad, I posted this... um video about did you see the video where it was like a green screen background and it was like oh yes dogs do like care if you're on your phone like oh yeah basically I googled like do dogs notice if you're on your phone or do mm-hmm. they care and it's like yes they actually get like kind of depressed Sad. yeah when you're on your phone all day when you're not paying attention to them like they really do feel lonely and stuff mm-hmm. 
and I, I, anyway, I looked at it a while ago and then I was rem- reminded of it. Anyway, so I made a TikTok about it and I jokingly like was threw my phone away in the TikTok. In the comments, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like, cause it kind of went viral. Yeah. And the comments are like, I cannot believe like not the used pad that she like threw her phone. Cause I threw my phone into the trash can next to yeah. my toilet, um, toilet which <laughs> it kind of was gross. Cause it was actually like full, but it, it was full of like, like tissues and like tags that I'd taken off my clothes. Yeah. And the thing that they were referring to was a makeup wipe from my eye. <gasps> so it was like, like brown, oh. like stuff. But people thought it was a used pad and I like threw my <laughs> phone onto it. And everyone's like, I'm sorry, but that's repulsive. Like showing that on the internet. And I was like, what are they talking about? And then, yeah. cause I was like, first of all, I don't even use pads. So I know yeah. for a fact, it's not that. And people are like, oh no, like, <laughs> like when you notice. And I'm like, what is it? Like I was terrified. And then I watched it back and it was my eye makeup remover oh, wipe. Oh, dang. Like, wow. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Just kidding. That's probably why I got more views. I'm like, probably because people think I'm a freaking nasty person. Well, you were throwing your phone Love away. That. You weren't going to pick it back up. Exactly. I actually did throw it away. So why do they care? True. It's going away forever. Do you have any more stories? Um, not from listeners. Let me think about myself. <laughs> Just kidding. Anything else? I've, wait, any did you come up with a quote? Thoughts? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, let's hear it. Guys, um, we used to do this little segment called What They Said. Is that what we called it? I was trying I to remember. remember what we called it. I think my mom came up with that that um, idea. She's like, you should you should do one I called That's What They Said. And have, because at the end of our episodes, or sometimes at the beginning of our old episodes, we would like share a quote or something that had like stuck out to us that we wanted to share on the podcast. Like yeah. from a book or Pinterest or like anything. Just as like a nice little takeaway. And... We haven't done it in a long time, but we're like, we should start doing that again sometimes. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. Or do you want me to go first? Well, I was thinking you should, but. Okay. I can go first. Okay. I volunteer as tribute. Okay. This is actually not necessarily a quote. I'm like, it's a story about me. <laughs> Kidding. Um, it's an infographic from Instagram that I saw that I screenshotted that I really liked. Um, it's the the person who made it is Mosaic Eye on Instagram. You go look at um, their stuff. It's really cool. But they were talking about grasping versus holding in general. So grasping is you're trying hard to be understood by everyone, be liked by others, and be right and prove your point. When you're just doing your best to hold, you're listening with an open mind, you're sharing your thoughts and feelings, you're showing up in respect, kindness, and presence. And I'll show you this little, just like illustration. It's like when you're trying to grasp onto something, it's kind of that fake sense of control and you're trying like almost the more desperation yeah the more you think you have control the less control you actually have versus when you're just like holding space for yourself it's kind of the difference between acceptance and yeah control I guess and I just liked how they put it because I feel like a lot of times I do try and grasp things like I do want to be understood by everyone I do want to be liked by others and I do like want to be right and prove my point but then when I'm just holding like acceptance for myself and like holding space for myself I only, the only thing that matters is that I'm like honest. I'm sharing what I feel, what I think. And I, it's not about the external um, response. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes people think that, I think when you are grasping, you are, or I guess I think when people are honest or they're like, I'm finally being myself and I'm going to say what I really think, they think that the response should be perfect. Like, because they're finally doing the right thing. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. they think, oh, if I'm telling the truth, they won't be mad at me kind of thing. You know how like classic men, you know, you'll hear that men will say that's like, well, I told you I cheated on you. Why are you mad? I was honest. It's like, well, just because <sighs> you're honest, like there's consequences. It's like, that's why it's so hard to be authentic and to tell the truth and to like express yourself because it's often not um, received the way you want it to the be. The way you want it to, you know, you're, you're letting go of control. Mm-hmm. So I think just focusing on holding, not grasping. I love that. Okay. My quote is from, you guessed it. You can heal your life by Louise <laughs> like Hay. My TikTok. <laughs> my Instagram captions. It's like, I mean, it's my own quote that I came <laughs> up with. And there are so many little tidbits in this book that I love. I was like trying to think of which one I wanted to share in this, this episode, but I really liked this little section of the book. And it's all about kind of like controlling your mind and your thoughts and how it feels so good. grasping. (laughs) No, how it feels so good to realize that you're not a helpless victim of your own thoughts, but like a master of your own mind Mm -hmm. and that you really do get to like make choices about what you think about and what you focus on and stuff like that. 
And she has this exercise in the book about letting go. And she says, as you read this, take a deep breath. And as you exhale, allow all the tension to leave your body. Let your scalp and your forehead and your face relax. Your head does not need to be tense in order for you to read. Let your tongue and your throat and your shoulders relax. You can hold a book with relaxed arms and hands. Do that now, like obviously when you're reading this book. Mm -hmm. Do that now. Let your back and your abdomen and your pelvis relax. Let your breathing be at at peace as you relax your legs and your feet. Is there a big change in your body since you began that previous paragraph? Notice how much you hold on. If you're doing it with your body, you're doing it with your mind. Mm. And that was such a crazy thing for me because as I did read that, like I was doing it, I was like relaxing, relaxing my head. And she was like, relax your scalp. And I literally felt like my head kind of relaxed. Mm -hmm. And there's always those little graphics on Instagram and stuff that are like, here's your sign to like release your jaw tension or whatever. Like release your tongue from the top of your mouth. Yes. And I think it's just a good reminder that we really are just, a lot of us are just tense a lot of the times. And it's crazy that it literally takes a reminder for you to be like, oh, wow, that does feel good. And so she's basically saying, if your body is tense like that, imagine like the ten- the tension in your mind that you, you know, Are hold on to. Holding on to, yeah. Yes. Um, so basically she was just like, feel the ease of letting go and like repeat it whenever you feel thoughts of like difficulty coming up or whatever. And when you put yourself into this peaceful state, it becomes easier for like your affirmation, whatever. It just goes on to other stuff. But it's just basically being like, in a more open and and relaxed and receptive state. And it is crazy how much it calms you down. When we were on our flight um, from te- or to Texas, it was super turbulent at one of the points. And I actually don't really, not to flex, but I don't really get scared on planes like at all. Like I have no plane anxiety or anything like that. Um, but Leif does. Like he genuinely gets like so nervous when there's turbulence and he'll like gra- grab my hand and like be gripping it. And it's funny because I feel like Leif is usually my rock in a lot of ways where I feel like he's very stable, just mentally, emotionally, all that. But during the plane ride, it was like super turbulent and he was genuinely kind of like freaked out. I could tell. And he's very rarely like that. It was bad turbulence. So he was like gripping my hand and he's like, oh, I hate this or whatever. And I was like, I was like, take a deep breath. Like I was telling him to just like take a deep breath. I was like, look at this, read this. And I was like, kind of making him laugh. And it was just, it's crazy how like even just taking a deep breath relaxes you and puts your body into a different state of like, just not panic or tension or any of that. So I just thought it was a good reminder to take a deep breath every once in a while. And I will feel myself doing that when I get stressed out and like overwhelmed. Sometimes I'm like, okay, JC, like sit down, take a deep breath, take a few deep breaths. And it's crazy how my mind literally shifts. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. And anyway, if anyone else needs that reminder. Yeah, they're like very connected. When I was taking my birth course, remember when I was telling my birth story and I was like, it's called pain-free birth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Was it pain-free? And I was like, well... (laughs) Like the point, the reason that she calls it pain-free is because the main thing is that tension equals pain. Mm-hmm. So when you, when your body is tense, it's more painful, but when you relax and you breathe through things and you, it does something like literally releases a hormone that makes it less painful. Yeah. That's why she says, if you're, if you practice your breathing, if you practice relaxing and, um, having your contractions be productive and not just like clenching through them, Mm -hmm. then they're going to be way less painful. They're just going to be intense. They're not going to be painful. Mm. So I would notice so much, like when I was having my contractions, like my, when I was able to breathe through them and relax my shoulders, it was so much easier to get through the contraction. And then sometimes my body would just want to like tense up and Mm -hmm. just like, Oh, okay. Get through this kind of like a period cramp when you're just like, Oh, like, yeah. Um, it would be so much more painful. That's when I would be like, oh, like stressed out. Yeah. But as soon as I would remember to breathe and people would have to constantly be reminding me. Yes. Like my midwife would come over and be like, let your shoulders go down. My shoulders were like up by my ears. Literally. And she'd come and push my shoulders down and it would make the contraction so much better. Yes. And it was so interesting. Like it was just a good lesson for life in general, especially in your pelvis around that time too. She'd be like, okay, you learn how to breathe in that course like almost through your pelvis. I don't Mm. know. It's called like sea breathing. Like you take a deep breath down to your pelvis Mm. and release the pressure and then 
it's like kind of hard to practice, but just a good lesson, kind of what you were just saying when you're feeling tense and you can just breathe and let all of the tension kind of fall off. All of a sudden you feel like you can do anything. You're yeah. like, okay, I can do this. It's not that big of a deal. It just like kind of clears your um, brain fog a little bit. Definitely. It's crazy what breathing, and that's a whole other subject that could talk be talked about for hours is just breathing because that's super important. And yeah, I just think it's a good reminder for all of us in moments of just even, not even in a moment of stress, just in general, just mm-hmm. re- taking moments throughout your day to kind of like release the tension in your neck and your head and your shoulders and just take deep breaths. And it's crazy how you realize how tight you are throughout yeah. the day, at least for me. Yes. So- Okay. I love that. Love that positive ending. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for writing in your mm-hmm. period horror stories. We really appreciate it. Make sure to go follow keep our bleeding. Instagram <laughs> and keep free bleeding ladies. <laughs> um, go follow our Instagram. It's at what we said podcast summer merch coming out very soon. Going to be very cute. Going to be fire. And I was almost like, that's a hint. It's literally not at all. <laughs> Um, we love you and that's That's what what we we said. said bye